Hello and welcome back to the Monster Jam Weekly Podcast. My name is Jackson, also known as Monster Jam Historian. You can follow my social media at Monster Jam Historian on Instagram and Monster Jam Historian on YouTube. You can also follow the official Monster Jam Weekly Podcast page at Monster Jam Weekly underscore podcast on Instagram and Monster Jam Weekly Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Podbean and SoundCloud. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, the host of Monster Jam on NBC, Scott Jordan. Uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. On today's bonus episode, we discuss Monster Jam and its future. So strap yourselves in. And mask that loud pedal. And get ready. Because it's time to jam. So Scott, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. My first question is kind of a simple one. What got you interested in Monster Jam? I've always been interested in Monster Jam. When I was a kid, uh, I would go to the Baltimore Arena to watch Monster Trucks. And I remember seeing Grave Digger there and uh, just was always a fan. I mean, as a kid, you love big trucks that like to run over things and destroy cars and yeah. go really fast. So, you know, it, it was uh, one thing that we would do every year when I was a kid is just go down there and watch the, the monster truck events, the monster jam. And then, uh, you know, I, I always followed it throughout school and college. Uh, and then uh, I went overseas for a long time uh, performing and sort of lost touch with it. Then I got back into the States and, yeah. Uh, just the, the stars aligned, the time was right, and they were having auditions in Orlando where I lived, and I went and uh, ended up getting getting cast. So it was, it was a sort of fate stepping into the right time, right place. And uh, But again, as, as a kid, I just remember going to these events and seeing Gravedigger, and I was just so enamored with Dennis Anderson and, yeah. and, and Gravedigger and, and just how everything would go at those events. It was just a lot of fun. So, in your opinion, what makes Monster Jam more enjoyable to watch or commentate or just be involved with than, say, NASCAR or Formula One? Well, in NASCAR, you know, everybody drives around in a, in a big, giant oval. In Formula One, it's, you know, almost a straight line. It's very similar. Monster Jam mm. just gives you three different competitions and stadium events. And then, of course, right. in, in the Triple Threat Series, you get six. So... You get a little something different to change it up. But, you know, I, I love NASCAR. I love Formula One. I love to mm. watch both of them. But just for me, the, the excitement is, is in the loud roar of a 12,000-pound Monster Jam truck. It's just there's no sound like it when you, when you start a, you know, a stock car in NASCAR. You yeah. hear the engine rev. It's great. But, you know, it's, it's, it's different when you hear a monster truck fire up yeah. and, and hit the track. So what do you love most about the Monster Jam community? I, just, I love how passionate the fans are. You know, it's mm. um, everybody in this fan base, just they, they have a passion for the sport and, and the entertainment and the, and the trucks and the drivers mm. and they want it. They want it. It's like a, a, they immense themselves into this world that is monster jam. And it's, it, it gives them a chance to take a break from reality and just get so in depth with yeah. these trucks and, and the sport. So for me, just the passion that the fans have shown and, you know, the, their willingness to accept me and, you know, take me on and, and help me out and just have me be a part of, of their 
lives in these events and the TV show. It's, it's just it's been an amazing experience for me. So I will never underestimate the power that is the Monster Jam universe. All right. So what is your favorite Monster Jam moment of all time? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you really put me on the spot with that one. <laughs> I, I, I would... I would say it, it used to be Dennis Anderson, uh, Graves, one of his freestyle runs in Baltimore, um, I think 96-ish around there. Mm. But after watching Ryan Anderson's performance in St. Louis last year, seeing his stadium freestyle win, his stadium two wheels, like I, I go back and watch that event on YouTube, and it's just like he puts it into another gear. That freestyle run that he had with the dynamic saves, that to me – it is an incredible moment. I wish that I could yeah. have been there to see that. I wasn't. Now, if you're asking me what my my favorite moment of Monster Jam all time is, I'm, I'm going to say the LaDuke leap and watching Tom LaDuke come down that ramp in Orlando last year and just sky it into a, another country. For me, that was a that was a joy. And I, I was up in the you know in the press booth for that you know commentating yeah. and and just seeing that it was like time froze, man. Like I, I jumped, just jumped up. And uh, it, it was it was a nuts to watch how high he got off that jump. Yeah, and it was it was a lot higher than what he did in 2014. Actually, I think yes. it was it was it was longer and it was higher too. Um, so you must have felt honored to introduce the first two Hall of Fame inductees, especially Scott Douglas, who you know must have been your idol. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to be a part of that moment, you know, we, I, I knew. I knew from the start before I got there in Tampa that, you know, Dennis and Scott were going to be the inductees and Dennis didn't know and found out from Scott and Scott didn't know and found out from me. So, uh, you know, all weekend long when Scott was there, you know, we were talking about him introducing Dennis in the hall of fame. You know, it was tough to, you have to just kind of fib to him a little bit because, you know, we, he's a, he's a perfectionist just like me and he wants an explanation and understanding for everything we're doing. And, when I, I kept having to lead him on and tell him, yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll do it this way. We'll do it that way. Mm. I knew that none of that mattered. I knew we were going to do it the way that, that we had thought it out ahead of time where, you know, he was going to introduce Dennis and then yeah. I was going to introduce him as a second inductee. But for me, that was special because, yes, he is a, a mentor to me, to all of a Monster Jam hosts. He's an icon, a legend, the greatest of all time. There will yeah. never be another Scott Douglas. So to be able to announce him as an inductee, that was a special moment. I got, I got choked up a little bit. I had to sort of, you know, take a step back and, uh, you know, take a breath and be able to deliver the rest of it. Cause it was, it was a very touching moment. He, he deserves it. He's given so much to the sport and now yeah. he gives so much to, to training us and to, you know, making sure that the next generation of monster jam announcers is, is up to speed and, and up to the perfection that his calling was. For sure. And kind of playing off that question, um, Scott Douglas commentated for a lot of years being on Speed TV and then moving over to FS1. You know, you had to, well, first off, then Ryan Lacoste was then the voice of Monster Jam and now you are. How did you feel, you know, being a commentator in the media and whatever, uh, you having to kind of be the new voice of Monster Jam? It was uh, a lot of pressure. There were big shoes to fill first, you know, with Scott Douglas. And I don't envy Ryan because Ryan essentially had to replace Scott Douglas. Um, and then I came over and took over for Ryan. And Ryan is, is one of my closest friends. We, you know, we've been up and down the road together and, um, you know, 
shared a lot of great moments in Monster Jam. So for, uh, for him being one of my closest friends, it, it's it was tough to take the mantle over. But we have different styles. Ryan's very different from Scott. I'm very different from Ryan. But it's a lot of pressure because, you know, fans get accustomed to hearing a certain voice and they got accustomed to Scott Douglas for a long time. And then mm. when Ryan came in, you know, it was like, Oh my goodness, you we want Scott Douglas back. And then they got used to Ryan and now I came in and then they want Ryan or Scott Douglas back. And they, you know, eventually they'll get used to me. And uh, you know, hopefully I can, I can be around for a long time, but I feel like I'm, I'm really coming into my own. We're, you know, doing our second season on NBCSN and I feel like we've made some leaps and strides from where we started. And I, mm. I, I get on the message boards. I talk to fans. I, I listen to their concerns. I, you know, I, I get involved in conversations with them. And like I said before, they're, they're very passionate. They expect something when it comes to announcing mm. because of everything that Scott gave to the sport for so long. So I, I try to listen to them and, and give, as much of that back as possible but again i have my own style uh, of play-by-play and and i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to that because that's why they hired me but i will i will implement as much of the fans you know wants into uh, our events as i can yeah well you're you know you kind of just said it before you're always like super involved with your fans you know you always get back to them you know you're always um you know doing stuff for them like doing this for example um Kind of moving on to the next question, how did you feel seeing the independent teams rising up and taking big wins at their first shows of the season at Anaheim and Tampa? I think it's great for the sport. Um, I I was very happy for Matt Pagliarulo and, and his family. And then when I heard that Jim Kohler won his event as well, and that was just all the talk after the our event was over uh, and that weekend was over. It's just, man, these independents are rising up. And I saw a lot of social media posts from other independent drivers and owners, you know, basically spotlighting this and and they deserve it. And and I think it's great for our sport because it keeps everybody competitive and it shows you that anybody can win. The NFL has, you know, any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody any given Mm. Sunday. And now I hope that we can bring that mantra to monster jam where any given Saturday, anybody can win. So they, they both yeah. deserved it. I was very happy for them. You know, Jim, of course, is, is, has been a world champion. Um, and, and Matt, I think the sky's the limit for him. It's going to be a long road for him to stay on top. Uh, but I, I'm excited that when we go to St. Louis this week, I get to introduce him as a series points leader because mm. he, he deserves it. And Matt is actually at the top of the power rankings and Jim is, is, um, is third as well, so that has definitely, you know, that has played a big part, you know, knocking Ryan off from uh, the top of the power rankings, you know, that's that's really big, because Ryan has been in first uh, since the preseason, and then last week's, and now he's not on it at all, so, you know, it's very, um, I don't know what the word is, it's, it's very awesome to see, as I said, and as you said, that the independents are... Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, rising up. Uh, second to last question. Could you give any advice to the Monster Jam fans who want to pursue their dreams of being involved in Monster Jam? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's. It, it depends on what they want to be involved in as, as far as the path that they take. If they, if they want to drive, uh, be a technician, I think that the clearest path now is 
UNOH. And, you know, we, we talk about that so much during the events and on the TV show, but it, it's the absolute truth. Um, you know, now the University of Northwestern Ohio has the, the best high performance motorsports program in the country. You, yeah. you go there, you yeah. learn how to operate these machines, and then eventually you can go to Monster Jam University and learn from Tom Mintz and become a driver. There's, there's also other ways to do that. If, you know, if that's not the route you want to go, you know, I, I know many, many people, some even coming from our, our, our dirt crew or our technicians with Monster Jam have yeah. gone through the independent yeah. route and they've just, you know, they've latched on with, with Jimmy Creighton, J.R. McNeil or the Bagley mm. Rulos and they've mm. learned through their garages and through them and then they get a ch- an opportunity to drive and they, they make, they make that work, you know, they, they, they take their moment and they shine and as far, as far as announcers go, um, everybody's just coming from all different backgrounds. There's auditions mm. every single year. They, they, uh, Feld goes uh, from East Coast, from I think Orlando's where they do the auditions, all the way out to LA and wow. a few cities in between. Wow. So, you know, go to an audition, learn about the sport, get yourself prepared, learn how to do an interview, and uh, and give it a shot. But there, there's so many opportunities now for people to join Monster Jam to be a part of it. And anybody that has any questions or wants to talk more about it, anytime you see me at a pit party at an event, by all means, please come and ask. Please message me on social media i'll be more than happy to to tell you uh you know the the opportunities that are out there why are you kidding <laughs> lily that's my daughter lily <laughs> lily what's your favorite who's your favorite monster truck who's your favorite monster jam truck uh, grave digger all right <laughs> final question in your opinion how do you think monster jam will change and evolve uh, well i think we just keep keep raising the bar we keep evolving we keep adding and you know most importantly i think we keep listening to the fans and yeah. this year just even the subtle changes you know you go back to the all-star challenge and um you know you saw the, the big moves the big one jump freestyles from yeah. you go to jim kohler and you know they both finished very high in the standing so now we yeah. have that rule that you have to complete a 30 second freestyle in order to be judged. And that, that yeah. really came into effect in Tampa this week because it cost Morgan Kane the event championship, um, you know, with the two wheel skills uh, challenge now evolving into the skills challenge and, yeah. and giving the opportunity to do a donut. We just, we keep making these, these changes that are better for the sport. We've added the hall of fame, you know, we've, yeah. we've put world finals now on a, on a Saturday, Sunday to make it more accessible for some of our fans. And I just think the sport will continue to evolve and these drivers are going to continue to get better and the skills are just going to be, you know, off the charts. Even watching some of our new, I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago with the triple threat series central yeah. and seeing some of our, our, our newer driver athletes out there and what they were capable of doing uh, in these monster jam trucks. It, it's just incredible. So I, I just see uh, monster jam is going to be around, you know, way past me being around uh, this earth. And I, I just, hope for the continuous popularity and we're going to keep expanding the globe i think we have one more continent that we need to hit and that's antarctica and there's no doubt in my mind that somewhere down the line we'll get there but uh, we have an incredible fan base and i just i love chatting with them i love talking to them so if you're a fan of the sport and you find me on social media please please call me i think the fans are going to keep us evolving and keep the sport getting bigger and I mean now we're on NBC mm. so we've gone from speed to FS1 to NBC and I think that the sky is the limit for us 
Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. Remember, if you want to follow my social media, it's at MonsterGemHistorian on Instagram and MonsterGemHistorian on YouTube. You can also follow the official Monster Jam weekly podcast page at MonsterGemWeekly underscore podcast on Instagram and MonsterGemWeeklyPodcast on Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Before we end off today's episode, Scott, would you like to shout anything out or plug anything before we go? I, I do want to shout any, something out. I want to shout St. Jude. Yes. Uh, uh, the last probably 24 hours, you've probably seen a lot of our, our drivers and athletes posting about St. Jude. And uh, I was able to, fortunate enough to be a part of this initiative, but we are now teaming up. And this season, uh, we are partnering and supporting St. Jude. So uh, it's this shirt saves lives. Supercross has been doing it. I was a part of that last they literally ting they pay for everything so all the families have to do is is focus on living and getting better and so now you can be a part of that and all you have to do is text 785-833 and each stadium each tour has their own code so mm. if you want mine it's mjstgs you'll text mjstg to 785-833 and your t-shirt with our logo on the back it says this shirt saves lives lives and that comes donation but if you can't do that you can donate five bucks anything helps but saint jude uh, is, is incredible and we're proud to be teaming up with them on social media it's follow me talk to me i'm i, I do my best to get back to everybody and uh thanks so much for supporting monster jam and us and our next episode of monster jam on nbcsn is from raymond james stadium it's this saturday and i believe it's midnight and i know that's a little late it's uh, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, so set your DVRs if you want to eat. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye, guys.